Well, it looks like everybody decided to play at one o'clock this week. So Chris, me and I are going to play at one o'clock too. You're listening to the pre-snap and it starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we are here courtesy of the LineStar app, as always. I want to remind all of our listeners, if you're not using the LineStar app, you're just doing it wrong, so go over there right now, go get it, and upgrade to the premium package. And if you like free stuff, you can upgrade right now, right now, for free for a couple months. Here's how you do it, because we got a little, uh, little uh, you know, Super Draft thing going on here. So if you go and try Super Draft, you can get three months free of LineStar Premium. That's right, for free. So it's for new customers only. So if you're new to this or you're just switching over to play a little DFS, you love me, you love Chris, you like the show, you haven't used LineStar yet, here's your opportunity to get in for free with what we're talking about. So go to superdraft.io slash LineStar. Again, that's superdraft.io slash LineStar. And uh, it's a multiplier game with Superdraft. And what you do is you need your uh, you need your must-start player, your must-draft player of the week. So Chris Meany, I'm curious, who would your must-start player of the week be? It's easy to go to that Tampa and Atlanta game with the highest total of the week, but I'm going to go to Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is is the must-start play of the week. I know he's pretty pricey on DraftKings and FanDuel, but this is a really good spot for him against the Dolphins, and he has 47 carries in the last two games with Kareem Hunt on that team and still getting involved. So Nick Chubb's my must-start of the week. I think mine is Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin is back, and he's bringing the chipmunks with him. It's going to be great. We're going to have all the guys there. And uh, he looked really sharp last week. I like the price too. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about him. So again, go over there, get some free line star for three whole months. That'll take you through football season into NBA and NHL, whatever else you want to play too. And I'll remind everybody too, hopefully we'll be back again for baseball season. So uh, don't be alarmed. We're not going anywhere. Chris and I are here for the duration. So let's get at it. As I mentioned at the top in the tease, that's what they call it in the business of tease. Everything's at one o'clock this week. And I do the early slate right up over on TQE. And let me tell you, every whenever this happens, I'm always kind of like throwing my hands up. Well, I might as well write up the whole slate because you only got two four o'clock games. It's the uh, the Jags and Titans, which pretty much is, I feel like every Thursday night game should just be the Jags and Titans. Am I right? Doesn't that feel like every Thursday night game, Chris? Yeah, and, instead we have the other, the Colts yeah. and the Texans, the other two Yeah, the other one. Yeah, just <laughs> we, put that division on Thursday third, night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can we flex that other one to Thursday? And maybe a Thursday early game and then do the other one late. I don't know. Then you got the Pats at four o'clock against the Cowboys, which should be fun. And then two standalone games on Sunday and Monday night. So basically you've got some real standalone football from four o'clock on, which will be really fun. But we're a DFS show. So let's get after it and let's start with the DFS and let's start with the Broncos and Bills. Obviously, the Bills are the favorite in this one. They are at home. I think the Bills are playing pretty well right now. I was shocked Brandon Allen did what he did. Last week, but they did collapse in the second half, and I think that's something to take note of. We were big fans last week of Josh Allen and John Brown. I'm going to go back to the Josh Allen well. I'm just going to go naked Josh Allen this week. I like the value a lot, 
Uh, I think that's the best way to go. If you want to add in Brown, I think you can. I got nothing on the Broncos side this week, Chris. Uh, do you feel any differently? Uh, the the only guy I like on the Broncos side, and he will be pretty chalky, but he has been trending up, is is Noah Fant. Um, I know the matchup is not phenomenal, but 14 targets in two games with Brandon Allen, 25% of the target share in those two games. So I, I am interested in Noah Fant, but to be honest, this whole game is – is kind of a pass for me in spots where I feel like Singletary should be okay. He's, he's kind of disappointed even last week against Miami. He wasn't really phenomenal. I mean, 75 yards on the ground is fine. It's just, he didn't even get to double digit fantasy points, especially on DraftKings. When you don't get to double digit fantasy points on DK with the full point for a catch, it's a, it's a very disappointing showing. So Brown, I think is a contrarian play with Chris, Chris Harris Jr. on him, but he's been very consistent all year. One of two wideouts to have at least four grabs and 50 yards in every game. But I think honestly, maybe my favorite play out of the entire game is is probably Noah Fan at thirty nine hundred dollars on DK. I don't really want to spend up this week at the tight end position. There's one guy that we'll talk about later, but Fan checks in at a decent price. Yeah, I actually, I'm remiss. I, I actually have Fan in my notes here. I just I just kind of looked at the lesser of the landscape and I was thinking about Lindsay, but you're right. Um, it Noah Fant is definitely in play. Uh, ever since Brandon Allen took over, you see the target volume go up, and that's a positive. So he's got, uh, let's see, 19, 23 targets over his last three games. That's positive. One touchdown over that span. And, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a cheap punt play at tight end, we're missing some of those guys that we rely on this week. And uh, he definitely goes in there. All right. This next one's got my attention, too, for a couple guys. And it may surprise you, may not. I don't know. It's the Giants at Bears. I don't know why the Bears are favored by six in this one. I know the Giants are terrible. I know, but the joke. I, I don't know. Mike Randall and I are getting a field day with this one on Friday on the wagering show. I can't wait for that. But I don't know if you noticed this, Chris. Have you noticed the price of Saquon Barkley? Have yeah. You know it's okay. cheap as he's been all year. What? And he's not on the injury report. So right. here's the thing. Now, I understand you go, oh, it's the Bears. But let's take a step back here. Because the Bears have given up like 120 yards to running backs on average over the last. Well, Todd Gurley just had his best game of the season against Chicago. Ding, 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 ding. So Saquon Barkley is 79K on DraftKings, but he's also just 79 on FanDuel. That is a huge discount for Saquon Barkley. That is a thousand dollar discount, at least, of what his talent is. And considering that the Brown, that the Bears keep giving up all this, uh, all these points to running backs. I don't see why this is not a great opportunity to get on him. I think the ownership's going to be low. I think people are just done. And I am all in on Barkley this week, Chris Beanie. Are you with me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, t- talking to Jake Seeley, we were talking about Barkley. We know he's a Barkley guy. We were looking at fan share and just projected ownership. And Barkley's not even in the top 10. And that really surprised us. It doesn't surprise I- me. Well, you mentioned Chubb. And that was, I think everyone's yeah. looking at Chubb. And I've got some thoughts on that. We'll talk about that later. But Barkley, I, I feel like, all the negativity from season long has crossed over into DFS. Sure. And I mean, CMC is 10, five, but I mean, Kamara is in such a prime spot and you, both of them, him and Chubb, I, I like in that, in that price range, but with Barkley and this difference between Barkley and Chubb, I mean, Chubb is not catching balls out of the backfield since cream hunt has been there. And Barkley is as much as he hasn't been all that efficient on the ground. And this is somebody who has 19 catches in his last three games. And we know what his ceiling is. And do you know the last time we saw Barkley play on the field? Do you know how much he was on DK? He was 8-8. Eight, 8-8. Eight, 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 and now he's 7-9. He's never $1, difference. It's he's crazy. never been below 7K. So I, I like him. I honestly won't go there well, in below cash. Below 8K, I think you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Below yeah. 8K. I won't go there in cash just because, I mean, there is an opportunity where it's just a slight 
risk that I have. The last time we saw him, I mean, he had one rushing yard and 13 carries, and he wasn't on the injury report, although we know that he's been dinged up this season. The Giants came out after and said, oh, yeah, by the way, he was hurt. He wasn't 100%. It was like, thanks. But on in tournaments, absolutely. Love he's him. coming off the bye. He's not on the injury report. I mean, right. giddy up, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. I mean, yeah. if he was limited in practice this week, I would I would say, we okay, well, it's a little it. dangerous or whatever. But no, full practice, everything. It's all there. Golden Tate also in this one. Darius Slayton, 5-7 on DraftKings for Tate, 5-3 for Slayton on FanDuel, 6-4 and 6-3 respectively. I got zero love for any of the Bears offense. I got nothing to do with them. I, I don't care. Do you care about anybody on the Bears? Because I'm out. No, I don't care at all. Um, yeah, you can get cute with Taylor Gabriel. It is like the pricing is tough this week. I mean, maybe Gabriel at four two, but I just don't see a high ceiling, you know, out of anybody in this game really besides besides Barkley. And even with the Giants wideouts, is Shepard gonna come back? Is he gonna go on the outside? Now Tate has been so good, Slayton has showed up lately. Who knows what's really gonna happen with all three of those wide receivers? So I think you're there's a lot of risk, a lot of variables involved with everybody from this game but i like barkley and that's basically probably the only person i'll play in this matchup i'd rather play jones naked jones no wideouts and just hope that you know he spreads the ball around but again same time it is the bears defense pretty solid through the pass yeah it is but i I don't know man i feel like they're starting to i don't know getting restless i guess that's the way to say it i i just i'm not saying you get tate everywhere but I'll tell you what, man, if the Giants even go in there and just win that football game, it would not shock me because I think the Bears are just right. I know, if I had to choose one, Joe, it would be Tate. Would well, be Tate's the Tate's the higher floor. Me. Slayton's you need the yeah. touchdown, basically. But, you know, it's, they're they're guys to consider at the very least. I know is getting a lot of consideration this week, and it's James Washington in this Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati Bengals contest. And I get it. It's because Juju's out because Deontay Johnson's out. But. I always like Washington more when those guys are on the field. Washington has a case of the drops every now and then too. I know it's the Bengals. I know they stink. I think this is a bit of a trap. And as much as I really want to start Tyler Boyd, I'm concerned with the upside there too, because I know he was chirping about getting the ball more. He's very low cost. He's just 56 on uh FanDuel, just 5k on DK. I want to do it. I just can't. I feel like it's a trap. I don't see a lot of scoring in this game necessarily because I just don't think the quarterback play is going to be any good. But I do like Joe Mixon. 5'9 on DK, I think is a great value. 6'7 on FanDuel. I had Mixon last week, the week before. We've been rolling with this Mixon train, and I'm going to keep rolling against the Steelers in this one too. Yeah, I, I, d- I don't have any interest in this game. I see it as like a 13-10. I wouldn't even be shocked if, if the Bengals won this game. I would not be surprised. I, I like what you said about Mixon because they have turned – since they turned to Ryan Finley and got away from Andy Dalton at the time, Andy Dalton had thrown more passes than anyone. I believe maybe second overall. He was just passing, passing, passing. But now they're running the football. So 40, 45 carries, 51 opportunities. That's carries and targets for Joe Mixon over the last two weeks. I see this as a grind, low-scoring game. I don't really – feel Tyler Boyd I I don't really feel James Washington I get it if I was projecting targets he probably will come away with seven or eight of them but Mason Rudolph has not looked good Um, the offensive line is going to be without Pouncey like there's just so many question marks on both sides uh, offensively where I actually like the Bengals defense a little bit in this matchup like Pittsburgh is is expensive and as they should be 4k they're they're if they're going to win the game it's going to be because of them connor's banged up too they just he's not going to play yeah and jalen samuels is too expensive he's 72 for a guy that is not efficient on the ground so sure he's going to catch a few balls but i'm interested in the Bengals d at 2100 dollars. i'll probably have a, a lot of exposure to them actually 
All right, let's move on to that Cleveland Browns game hosting the Dolphins. It's going to have a lot of chalk in it. Let's break this down here. I think let's let's actually just start with the Dolphins because I really think there's only one piece we like to talk about. It's probably Devontae Parker. Am I right? Yeah, it's Parker. That's okay, yeah. it's Parker. So he's 6K uh, on FanDuel, 5.2 over on DK. We both like him a lot. The target volume's there. That's what you want. He's scoring some touchdowns. He's basically playing for his free agency. And uh, he's going to end up somewhere because he's having a pretty good looks great, 2019. Yeah. yeah what a, that's nice. After four years, it's nice that he finally looks good. <laughs> Only took him four years to get there. And Ryan Fitzpatrick playing quarterback. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Baker Mayfield, let's start with the quarterback here. 5.9 on DK, 7.5 on FanDuel. I can understand Baker Mayfield this week. It's got risk, obviously, because we know he can be turnover prone. But at the same time, I think there's enough here. I think the price is right. He didn't really bump up too much in price. They go, oh, my God, I can't believe he's seven eight now or something like that. He's seven five. Maybe even on DK, you like it a little bit more. I think Mayfield's okay this week. I think it's safer than he's been all year, perhaps. Yeah, and he's coming off back-to-back games with at least two passing touchdowns. He hadn't done that all year. He ran one in last week. So this is this is really what we've been waiting for 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 Baker and and Odell. Right? This is this is what we've been saying to people in season-long leagues. You know, now's the time to go ahead and acquire him as the te- as the schedule turns turns soft. So yeah, I have I have no problem with with Baker Mayfield. I mean, fifty nine hundred dollars. It's it's a beautiful price. It really is. And what he's done lately: seventeen point seventeen twenty one. Had 22 in week six against Seattle. If he gets you 22 fantasy points at $5,900, I think that's fine. I just don't know if he's going to get to that 30-point mark. You know what I mean? Like, he's really going to have to hook up with Odell a couple times, which is possible. Yeah. Well, and let's let's talk about Odell, too, because he is 7K on both sites. Um, and I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. I think that this is the Odell game. And I said that one other time this year. I wasn't right about it. I'm going to go on a limb one more time. This is the Odell game. Uh, I also would say that considering Landry is 69 on FanDuel and Odell is seven. I think I'm just going to roll with Odell and they're going to hope to get him right on the DK side though. There's a $400 difference. I'll take the full point PPR and the 400 bucks on the side of Landry. Do you agree with that thought process? Yeah, I do. So Landry is, he's second in the, in the league in targets over the last four weeks. He's got 40 in four games. My, my one thing is, is Landry's really popped off. I mean, he's got a touch on three straight because of, the top corners have really been on Odell. I mean, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Denver, New England, those last four games, Odell has been taken away. And Landry's getting a lot of catches, and he's getting a lot of targets, and he's finding the end zone. I have no problem with either or. I, I will agree with you, but um, if you can find a way to get Odell in, even at 7K, I really do feel like this is the matchup. He's top 10 in targets overall, air yards. You just Again, look at those top corners. He's just been eliminated from the game. He's still getting the volume, but he just hasn't been able to catch those balls. And just look at some of the weaker matchups, the Jets in particular. That was his best game of the season, his only game with a touchdown, 161 yards. I feel like they're going to do – if if this game strip goes like I think, Cleveland double-digit home favorites, they're going to do what they can even late in the game to get Odell his. It's been a long time. They want to see that connection. And I feel like – and I think you agree. He de- definitely has the higher ceiling of the two. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, now let's get to the running backs here because Chubb is going to be very chalky. And as much as I like Chubb this week, I am a little concerned because Kareem Hunt is there. Because Kareem Hunt's basically eaten up the passing work. And that's his job. That's what he should be doing. I think there's enough to get involved with both of them separately. 
I wouldn't necessarily do it together. You may want to hedge your bet a little bit. Maybe go with Kareem Hunt and, and you know, fade away from the chalk of Chubb. Chubb's at a good price. He's right around that 8K range. It makes sense. That's a good value. He could have been more expensive this week. But I got to say, Chris, I'm, I'm kind of fading away from it a little bit. I feel like it's – I feel like everybody's in it. Everybody's on it. And I feel like the fact that he's not going to catch the football as much now makes me like it just a hair less. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think in lineups where you want to fade Chubb, you get involved with Hunt or Odell, or you do a game stack with with Odell and and Landry and 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 um, yeah, Odell Baker, like all three of them, right? But I, I think he's a better play on Fanduel because of what you just talked about and and the catches. Before Kareem Hunt, he was catching three or four balls every week, but. I mean, he's coming off a game where he had one target, zero catches. He had two catches the week before that for five yards. You go look at early, early in the year, three, four, three, four. It was just a lock that he was going to catch three or four balls. I look at the overall price on DraftKings, and I think that people will say, no, I'm not going to spend up for Chubb. I'm going to go Camara at eight, two, or I'm going to go all the way up from CMC at 10, five, or I'm going to go down here at Barkley seven, nine. We'll talk about a couple other guys later. So I actually think that Chubb could be contrarian on DK. But again, it's that fact that he's not going to catch those passes. So I like him a whole lot better over on FanDuel. And you're dead on with Kareem Hunt. It's been two games now, 10 carries, not doing a whole lot on the ground, but 17 targets in those two games. I mean, that's that's huge. 13 catches, great spot against Miami. And also, they've really struggled in the red zone. So who knows? They could potentially turn the page to, hey, I mean, Chubb should be the goal line back. But there oh, was a, that's the there other was a thing. Time, there was a time where it was, what, seven, eight plays in a row? where yeah. they couldn't get in, and Chubb had a, a lot of touches on those opportunities. So there Maybe is... Maybe it's going to be Kareem Hunt. I don't yeah, know. And it's possible. We know that Hunt can do it himself. So it, it's interesting to see to turn the page, but I really like the fact that overall Chubb has had nearly 15, 50 carries in those two games, so he's still heavily involved in the offense. And last he, week... He's definitely heavily involved, car, it was but Chubb. I just don't think it's... If, if this game happened three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it's a whole different opinion I have of Chubb right now. Right. I just I can't quite get there. Uh, a whole different opinion I also have of the Atlanta defense. Last week, I went right back to the well and trolled him. I thought it was a one-off. I was wrong. Kyle Allen threw four picks. They basically practically shut them out. They've given up 12 points over the last eight quarters of football. The Falcons defense has not given up an offensive touchdown over that span. Chris, I feel like this is a trap. I feel like you look at this on paper, you see the total, you see it all, and you go, oh, it's going to be a score fest. I don't know if it's going to be. I got to be honest with you. I got real concerns here. They're getting to the quarterback. They're picking guys off. Winston obviously is known to be turnover prone anyway. I'm really concerned. I know this sounds crazy. I've been doing lineups all week. I don't have a whole lot of Bucks and Falcons, except I have one or two shares of the Falcons defense because I just feel like they've turned a corner ever since Dan Quinn gave up play calling. Well, they definitely have turned the corner. Absolutely. They're dialing up some pressure. They look strong. Double-digit sacks in their last two games. They didn't have double-digit sacks heading into that bye week. So it's it's been a, a complete 180. I, I see a lot of what you're saying. I want to have some exposure to the Falcons as well. Um, I will play some Jameis, though, I'll be honest. And and you just look, there's, there's recency bias. There's real-life football, and then there's fantasy football. And we all know that Jameis is not great. He's coming off a game with four picks. He has at least two interceptions in four of his past five games, 13 total over that span. But at the same time, his 406 passing attempts rank second in the NFL. They don't really have a run game in Tampa, and the defense is pretty bad. So And, and on top of that, he has two top five wide receivers. So I will play some Jameis. I probably will just play, again, just Jameis by himself, like you talked about Josh Allen. Instead of trying to play 
who's who's it going to be this week? Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Like Evans has the air yards, he has the deeper ceiling. Godwin seems a little bit safer, maybe more of a red zone target. Uh, instead of messing around with all of that, I probably just will have at least maybe one or two just Jameis shares, knowing that he's thrown the ball at least 43 times in five straight games, that I'm going to get 40-plus throws from Jameis, whether they're going to be accurate or not. I'm, I know I'm going to get that, and I like that in tournaments. Yeah, all right. Let's. Uh, anything else to add on this game from either nah. side? No, nah, I mean, right. Julio Ridley should be on your radar, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, Julio's cost-effective considering this week, too. Yeah. You know, I think you, you could see worse prices for him. <laughs> I was actually a little surprised. I was like, okay, it wasn't so bad. All right, let's go to New Orleans here for this next one. New Orleans against Carolina, so you're going to get uh, CMC in this game, obviously. But again, I say CMC too expensive. Once you hit over 10, I, I'm out. I just I get other places. Now, Alvin Kamara, I like this one a lot. I saw Alvin Kamara that I saw week one. Saw him last week. It's nice to see it again. I feel really good about this. I feel great about Thomas, too. Breeze at home, we always know is good. Kamara, I think, is very cost-effective, too. He's just 8.2 on DK, 8.3 on FanDuel. Obviously, Michael Thomas is expensive, 9-2 on FanDuel, 9-3 on DraftKings, but he is worth it. He is worth it more. It's again, if you want to spend up for the best fantasy player, you got CMC and you got Michael Thomas, and there's a $1,000 difference between the two of them, so it's a no-brainer. I'm sorry. Michael Thomas wins for me. I don't know if he wins for you, Chris, but he wins. Yeah, he wins for, no, he wins for me too. Yeah. I'm fading CMC this week, and I know it's a super risky to do something like that but when you have Kamara at 8-2 and CMC at 10-5 and knowing that they could probably finish with very similar games I mean it would not shock anybody if Kamara had a Kamara-like game from from last year or or trending up I mean he's got back-to-back games with with 10 targets and 18 grabs over that span he could have the same kind of game as CMC maybe even better uh, the fact that his Saints are at home and then they're nearly double. double it wouldn't shock me favorites. if Kamara outscored CMC in right. this game. It would not shock me at all. Right. And you're saving yourself over 2K doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh, 6.4 for DJ Moore. <clears throat> Still going to keep going there. Yeah, they're going to be behind. They're going to sling the ball a little bit. Uh, he's 6.4 on both sides. So, look, value's value. He's just he's right as rain, man. No matter how good or bad Kyle Allen is, it doesn't matter. DJ Moore is going to catch eight balls for 80 yards. Like, I just feel like that's when you can plug that in and you can get, you know, three times value on a player every week consistently. It's, it's just a no brainer. He's like my favorite guy. I almost can't make, remember a couple of years ago. Oh my gosh. There was a run. Uh, it was a run, It was a magical run for uh, the jets slot wide receiver. What's his name? Oh my gosh. It just went out of my head. Little white guy. What's his name? Oh my God. Hot white. What's his name? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! And he had the run. Uh, yeah. Decker, yeah. Eric Decker. Oh, Eric geez. Decker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see. I thought Hot White would have at least jogged your memory. Jeez, Chris. <laughs> anyway, he had a run. Do you remember we had a run? He had like 14 points every week for an entire season. It was madness. Yeah. And just every week, it sometimes was a touchdown, sometimes a big PPR day, whatever it was. There was your 14, 15 points, and it was magical. And I just think it's going to be the same with DJ Moore again. Um, anything else in this one that you like on the Panthers or Saints? I'm not taking anyone offs. I'm going bigger going home with the Saints. I want the big guys or I want nothing at all. Yeah, it's just more to echo that. I mean, 11 targets, 7 catches, 85 yards. That's what he's averaging over his last five games. I'm shocked that the price has jumped up a little bit, but it's still he's still very valuable. But do you know the wife? I just want to make sure I know because I think if you've seen her, you would have remembered. Maybe you should Google uh, while we're talking. Yeah, I, I know Eric Decker's wife is uh, she's a bombshell. Um, 
attractive lady. Just saying. Yes. Maybe you want to Google while we're doing the show, just for you. All right. Uh, just make sure your girlfriend's not in the room. All oh, right. Jesse Seahawks Zachary. at right. <laughs> Seahawks at Eagles. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what. I got a I got a theory on this one. I've watched the Eagles play a lot, unfortunately, this year because I live in uh, in New Jersey and I get a lot of Eagles games at the time. And uh, I have to say, the Eagles' defense, I'm impressed. I know the Patriots' offense has some issues, granted. But I've watched them the last couple weeks. I watched them play tough against the Vikings. And the defensive front's very good. Seattle loves to run the football. And they're not going to be able to run the football very well against the Eagles. I actually think the Eagles' defense is very much in play in this game. And I think it's one of the more contrarian plays of the week. And I think it's an interesting one. And I feel like they are healthy and playing well on defense they've gotten some pieces back i think you mentioned darby back last week so for me i actually like the eagles defense more than anything else between these two teams the rest of it i think i've basically faded all together how do you approach eagles seahawks chris um yeah you're right the eagles defense has been a lot better they did a great job against tom brady last week and if it wasn't for a trick play with edelman throwing a touchdown pass maybe they win that football game yeah and they wouldn't have had a touchdown in that game yeah people are talking more (laughs) about it but yeah you're right i mean ronald darby uh jalen mills these guys uh, i mean they're not elite at their position but it's a lot better than what they were throwing out there over the first couple weeks when they were really picking on the Eagles secondary i think russell wilson is a different beast and how elusive he is and how he can extend plays but um yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I like bo- on both sides, actually, because sitting here again and, and talking to you guys on a Thursday and you just there's so many question marks. Nelson Aguilar in practice, Elshon Jeffrey, um, Jordan Howard. And the biggest thing is Lane Johnson. And what I said on Monday with with Lane Johnson, that the Eagles were up 10 nothing, and then Lane Johnson left the game. They just had a 95 yard drive against the Patriots. The Patriots hadn't given up a 95 yard drive know, in all eight years. years. Eight, yeah, years. eight years. Oh my God. Unbelievable. So they, they controlled the pace. It was almost 10 minutes, 16 plays. Then all of a sudden Lane Johnson leaves and pressure was on Carson Wentz. He was, wasn't able to stay in the pocket. He was getting hit. He was very inaccurate. So that's the biggest thing for me. If Lane Johnson doesn't play, I'll actually have a lot of exposure to Seattle's defense because they're both right there, 2-6, 2-5 on DK. I think they're both very interesting plays, but I'm not really feeling a whole lot from Philly's side, and I could get behind a, a DK Metcalf play or or a Tyler Lockett play or a little Wilson to Lockett stack. I can get behind that, whereas Wentz, no thanks. Not on my radar. The only guy I'd actually play on Philadelphia is Zacherts because it looks like the Zacherts of old. At least he's got 11 targets and nine catches in back-to-back games. He's the only guy that Carson Wentz has right now that's reliable. So a lot of question marks in Philly, more so than Seattle. I just feel like the Seahawks also, you know, they was such an emotional game for them. They came out with the W against the 49ers, and then you have the bye. I just think they're going to come off a little flat here. West Coast really going do. to East Coast for an early game? Yeah, yeah. all that is, all that yeah. is re- really in play. I'm telling you, I think the Seahawks come out flat, at least in the first half. I could be wrong, but I think the Eagles defense very much in play. Lions at Redskins. I know everyone's super excited. And no, I'm not going to skip it because, because I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, our boy Driscoll. Oh man, so this guy can run. He's like not almost so bad. 100 yards in two games uh, on the ground. I, know, I yeah. know. And that's what I keep trying to point out to everybody. I like and it. I love it. He's like my favorite quarterback this week. Jeff Driscoll is at 5K, 5.5 on DraftKings, 7.3 on uh, FanDuel. And uh, I got to say, you know, you look at him and you watch him run around a little bit and you go, hey, this is not so bad. He's putting up fantasy points. I mean, you know, 18.56 is first outing, 27.46 last week. That ain't so bad. I'll split the difference between them. Give me like 22. I'm a happy camper with that return. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Line star loves him as a value. Got to agree. You and I are on the same page here. Absolutely. And the Redskins stink. And the Redskins stink. They absolutely stink. stink. Yeah. And uh, and they can't cover anybody. Like if anybody right now, it looks like Norm is going to be on Jones. So Jones has been pretty good with him. So this might be the the game to pivot off of that and go to Galladay if you want to, or you just go Driscoll by himself. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Driscoll by himself. Nothing else. Great point, too, with, with Kenny Galladay and, and Marvin Jones, because it does look like Marvin Jones, and it's a small sample size, but it looks like maybe Marvin Jones is Driscoll's favorite target, especially in the red zone. And a lot of people, especially on Twitter, well, Kenny Galladay, zero targets through three quarters. I think people are just in that mindset, like, nope, I'm not going to go to Kenny Galladay. He only has four catches in the la- in those two games of Driscoll, but one of them went for a touchdown, and That's we know all it takes is one and a good matchup, and this is what we have, a good matchup. Byron Jones did a really good job last week on Kenny Galladay. So I, I Detroit is very sneaky. I'm not interested at all in Bo Scarborough. I understand he's four two. I just uh-uh. don't want to get involved in that. He's not going to nope. catch a ball. And, and I just don't trust Matt Patricia. So no, you shouldn't. And yeah. McKissick's going to outscore him anyway. It, in PPR. Exactly. So give me Driscoll. And that is the worst. I think Galladay. Scarborough is the worst play this week. I don't, I don't get that at all. Yeah, I don't get it. And I'll, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's exactly. fine. I'll take the heat on that one. We'll come here Monday and take our medicine. Like we always do. I don't think we're going to be wrong on that. I really don't. Um, I'll tell you what. If you want to get cute, Darius Geis, you can get cute with. He's yes. 5.4 on FanDuel as a flex, 4.7 on DK as a flex. Again, I'm saying it as a flex. I want to emphasize the word flex because I think that there's nothing left for them to do here in this point of the season except play Haskins and play Geis right. and see what you have. And Geis looked pretty good on that one touchdown catch. So I'm not saying it's it's a cash game play. I'm not saying it's a single entry tournament play. But if you're multi-entry, having a lineup with Geis as a flex, I think is I think it, is okay. I think it will return value, much like Kareem Hunt a couple weeks ago. We were very much yes. on when he first came back, and it was the right call. Yes, and and keep an eye on AP because he may turn out to be a cash game. I'm, Adrian Peterson didn't practice on Thursday with a toe injury, and if that's the case, and AP is inactive, and we could see Geis touch the ball twenty times. I know there's a lot of people that don't think that they're going to turn the page to Geis and see what he ha- see what they have with him. I know he's had two major knee injuries in two years, but I actually do think that they're going to turn the I page. Think they have to. to. Yes, I think they have to as well. This is a is a really good spot, and I'll throw one more. Let's get nuts pick out there in, in tournaments. Multi entry is is um Kel- Kelvin Harmon, and uh-huh. I know Washington. I knew is, you were going to say that. Oh I knew man, I feel up my bones. <laughs> <laughs> because because Darius Slay is going to be on um, Terry McLaurin, and uh-huh. I know Harmon is he's nothing special, but this is a weird slate. It's it's you're taking a lot of big names off. There's some guys that are just maybe overpriced a little bit, like Nick Chubb. Where Harmon six targets, five catches, fifty three yards last week, by far career high, trending up, double digit fantasy points. If he does that again at three three. I, I would consider that a win. Yeah, I would too. All right, let's move on to the Oakland Raiders traveling New York Jets. Raiders, I think, can smell the playoffs. They really can. Mm. You know, the Chargers are not very good. The Chiefs are spinning their wheels. I think the Oakland Raiders are like, hey, we can do this. We can, This is a winnable game. Let's go win it. Uh, I, you can't. It's hard not to like Josh Jacobs. He's 7-4 on DK, 8K on FanDuel. Hunter Renfro's 5-9 on FanDuel, 4.5. I'm going to go down to that well as a flex again or as a third wide receiver. Love Renfro. He's been very consistent there. Um, you know, it's funny. On the radio show today, we were talking about A.J. Green landing spaces. And I think Oakland would be the best oh, place wow. for him. Yeah, Did you make, They got cap room. They've got a, a spot right for him on the other side. Him and Tyrell Williams. You got Renfro in the slot. Waller at Ooh, tight end. Baby. Jacobs. All oh, of a sudden, like man, that. that becomes quite a team. So remember, you heard it here first. Oakland Raiders. 
That's, a good That's call. where AJ Green should go. We'll see what happens on the Jets side of the football. I'll tell you what. I I know it ain't sexy, but we're gonna do it again. Le'Veon Bell, six point four, seven point three. It's good price. It's very fair. It's a I fair know. thing for eighteen points, and he's gonna. It's almost impossible for him not to get eighteen points in this game. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I, Bell has just frustrated me so long because I think I, I know there's no stealing. The stealing is gone. But You're sixty four is yeah, sixty four is as cheap as 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 he's been right all yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but you look at the game log; it's like eighteen points, sixteen points, twenty yeah. points. Like it's all in that range. There's no thirty I, point days anymore. Those those yeah, days those are gone. are gone. I saw a little bit uh, more than what I wanted to see last week for with Bilal Powell on the field. But even still, that was mostly one drive, and Bell got the goal line work back to back games with the touchdown. I like it. I'll go back to the well too with the Jets and Jamison Crowder. I mean, it just seems yep. to be every single week Jamison Crowder. I, I treat him just like DJ Moore. They're right in the same price range. There's a solid floor there. There's some consistency. At least seventy six yards and five grabs and a touchdown in each of his last three games. So he's clearly Sam Darnold's favorite target and then again sticking with the jets is ryan griffin yep, is another 100%. guy that i like for two um definitely involved the last three games over 200 yards with herndon out the last three games over 300 yards and a couple scores yeah so. the one game he laid an egg in is the one game herndon played in right. and then got yeah. hurt and came out so yeah. uh he's been very good we got uh that's that's that one off the other three games before that or I should say around that four for four six of eight five for five so he catches pretty much everything thrown at him too which right. is nice. Also, this is why we three... like Turkey. Because yeah. there's a rapport with him and Darnold. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is uh, Ryan either. Griffin, Noah Fant, definitely ways you can go with tight end this week. Uh, and I think it makes a lot of sense there. It's certainly easy to do and it's cost effective. And I think when you're looking for those guys, that's what you want. All right. On to the two four o'clock games Jaguars and Titans. Give me the running backs. Give me Derrick Henry. Give me Leonard Fournette. If you want to play with DJ Shark, okay. I actually think Tannehill is a decent tournament quarterback this week, too on the main slate because I think nobody's going to own him and he's another guy. You look at the game log every week. It's somewhere around 18 points. Yeah, he's been impressive. You know, I don't know where the ball's going. I have no idea. He doesn't know. Either. He doesn't know. I'm not taking any receivers, but he's putting up points. And uh, I think that's it. I think I don't think there's anything else here I can get behind to tell you the truth. I think it's Tannehill. I think it's the two running backs in this game. And uh, this is your classic, what, like 2017 kind of game. Yeah, I, that's how I feel too. Both running backs. I don't think I'll get involved with with anybody. You're right, Chark. You could play Chark if you want to. Uh, Nick he's Foles earned my respect. Where I would, if, his, if you know, you just he's one of these guys every week. If you want to play him, that you can't. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to. He's a top 10 wide receiver, and if you had any questions about what the rapport would be like with him and Nick Foles, I mean, Foles was knocked out of the first game early on but he threw a touchdown pass on that play to Chark, and then last week he fed him 15 targets mm-hmm. so yeah i like Chark. all right patriots at home in new england finally get back home playing the cowboys so you got the cowboys offense against the patriots defense and i'll tell you what boys and girls patriots defense is cheap on some sites this week okay i just keep an eye on that all of a sudden they came back from the bye and all of a sudden i don't know what happened chris but it's like are they not the number one defense anymore? I mean, what? Just because they had that one game, one game uh, against uh, <laughs> against Lamar Jackson, all of a sudden now they're a thirty three hundred dollar defense. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's a cheat code too, so I would take. Yeah, to he's a cheat code. Of course yeah. he is. So on on DK, they're three point three, and I'm looking at that. And I'm saying, well, why wouldn't you go out there and start the Patriots defense? That's pretty good. I know the I know the Cowboys offense has been excellent, but. But, you know, Gilmore is out there. You know, they also here's the other thing, too. I guess the question is, are you getting involved at all in the Patriots offense? I'm not this week. They need to prove a lot to me. They're all kinds of banged up, too. 
Dorsett's banged up. Sanu's banged up. Sanu's going to play, it looks like. They need to get these running backs going in the worst way. I know Isaiah Wynn is back on the line, and that is huge for them. But I got to say, right now, this is a game that I'm I'm not investing in on either side because there's just too many variables for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm surprised, actually, the Pats are – I know it's the Pats and they're at home. I'm, I'm surprised they're six-and-a-half-point favorites here, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I, and I know Dak is – he's went up against some very mediocre teams and had his way, but I mean, he does come in leading the league in, in passing yards. I'm not going to get involved with Amari Cooper or Gallup, but I do have some small interest in, in Randall Cobb. Cobb has, he leads the team in red zone targets. He's, he's shown up now in back-to-back weeks. He has at least a hundred yards and a touchdown. And on the other side, I feel the same way about Julian Edelman. And I know he's banged up a little bit, but it just seems to be every single week with Julian Edelman. You just know that you're going to get double-digit fantasy points, and that's nice. And it's nice not to have to spend over 7K for a guy who's going to do that for you. And even last week, and you know, five catches, 53 yards, fine. That's his floor. Right? Yeah. I mean, that is the floor. The ceiling is higher. So if Dallas does have some success throwing the football, you know, I think Edelman may even get a few more targets. But yeah, I don't really know. With New England, I mean, you probably have a better feel than... than uh, you know what? Here's my my feel with New England is a struggle in the red zone. My feel with New England is un, unless, you know, Antonio Brown's coming back. Right. Yeah, this is going to be their MO the rest of the season. They're just going to keep winning games on defense. Yeah. And, they, and they can. I mean, the defense is good enough. And if this was in Dallas, I'd have a whole other feeling about it. But it's not. It's in New England. I know. And, I mean, Dallas 4-6, but I just can't get involved. 4-6, though, for a guy that I know... I know. It's just it, tough. Yeah, well, let's see what I my, I want to see what the impact of Isaiah Wynn on that line is again. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Lane Johnson. Sometimes when you get a guy back on a line healthy, all of a sudden, you know, an offense can start to roll and he is the best one. So we'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, you got the night game Packers at 49ers, then Monday night Ravens at Rams. So two really fun games there to be watching. That's for sure. And uh, look, uh, Packers 49ers, who's the captain in the showdown for you? Ooh, geez. Good it's question. Tough. I don't think I could go with anybody on the Packers side. Is it Jimmy G? Yeah, it might be Jimmy G. Um, it, it may be Tevin Coleman. I know he's he's been pretty frustrating over the past no, couple so weeks. He's so up and down. I know. Uh, it's Debo has consideration for me. D- Debo has consideration. Yeah, he's been good. He's popped off the past couple weeks. He's been really good. There's a reason that, you know, they moved up to get that guy. So um, Debo, but. Maybe Jones. Like I haven't honestly, I haven't looked too much at at the showdown with that one. But it would I'd probably be one of the two backs, other mm-hmm. than Tevin or Jones. All right, so. let's uh, let's run through the value lineup. We did this. We've been doing this last couple of weeks. So this is the value lineup we keep going through, where this is the average salaried guy at the position of quarterback, RB one, RB two, wide receiver one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in the million dollar winning lineup on DK on FanDuel. So. Uh, this week's version, it uh, it's funny. It kind of looks like uh, looks like another good lineup. You ready for it? Here we go, Chris. Josh Allen on this is on DK. Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, DJ Moore, Devontae Parker, Golden Tate, Ryan Griffin, Hunter Renfro, and a defense. Solid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that is very solid. Again, and a lineup that can win in tournaments, but a nice solid floor there of yeah. guys that well, are just again give you sounds nice like taste. a cash game lineup. It's right. what wins a million dollars yeah. every week. All right, here you go. Uh, the next one is on FanDuel. Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, John Brown, Devontae Parker, Zach Ertz, DJ Moore, and a defense. Oh, I like that one a lot. I like that <laughs> one a lot. In fact, I have a FanDuel lineup with a lot of those guys like Kamara, Ertz, uh, DJ Moore. 
Um, and it's not hard. Let me tell you, it is not hard to get Kamara and Saquon Barkley together this week. Oh, baby. It is yeah, it is easy to do. You can do it. Too. Yeah. You can make that work. Let me tell you. That is that's the thing to do. So uh before we head out of here, we always got to find the end zone. So it's time once again for Chris and I to win some people, some free stuff from Line Star. We always thank the Line Star app people. They're always fun with this contest, giving away some free swag. I lost last week, but I am up by one touchdown on the year. Our good buddy Dan O'Grady at Line Star. Uh Dan O'Grady, who likes to keep track of everything for us. He's such a good lad, and he's a Steeler fan, so he's having a rough year. So oh, uh, much love to you, Dan. I know it's been a it's been a rough go. Hopefully, uh, if they lose to the Bengals, I don't know. I don't know. Dan might be on a – I think they, they might, might have Dan. to go send him an uh, edible arrangement or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's time <laughs> to find the end zone, so let's win some people some swag. And uh, I am going to start with running back this week. I am going to go with my boy, Alvin Kamara. I think he's back. He looked good last week. They're at home. I think they're going to put up a ton of points on Carolina. So give me Alvin Kamara to find the end zone this week. Who you got at running back? Chris Meany. Yeah, it's a great call, Joey. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. 47 carries in the last two weeks. understand Kareem Hunt is trending up, but I always like to take a running back at home. Double-digit point favorites. I think they lean on Chubb, and uh, they crush Miami this weekend. All right, so wide receiver, I'll give you the field first because it's only fair I took running back. So where are you going for your wide receiver? Okay, I will kind of go off the board. It's not really off the board, but I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. And I know right now he's he's dinged up, but everything is trending in the right direction with Tyler Lockett. He's been pretty consistent this season. So it was between him or, or DraftKings Metcalf, but I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett as, as my wide receiver to find the end zone. All right, this might sound chalky, but it's not if you look at the numbers. Odell Beckham Jr., finally. Yes, thank you. Let's do All it. All I was right, going to go I'm Chubb gonna, and Beckham. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to go with Odell. We'll see what happens there. So Kamara and Odell for me, uh, Lockett and uh, Chubb for you. Is that what you went? I, That's right. That's yep. It. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, also, too, in the tight ends, I know we were talking about uh, some other guys, too. Don't forget about Hollister, too, because uh, that's another guy to keep an eye on. He's been very, very uh, cost-effective, uh, just 58 on FanDuel. That's another guy, too, I think is going to fall in the end zone this week uh, at least once. So keep an eye on that name, too. Lots of tight ends, actually, To You know, we were always bitching and complaining about the tight ends between the bye now and the injuries, but you know what? It's actually a pretty good week for tight end values, Chris. It is, yeah, and, and, and a good time for the tight end values, too, because, you, you know, Travis Kelsey is is off the slate, and George Kittle's not on the slate, and there's been some question marks in Philadelphia with Zach Ertz, so, yeah, absolutely. This is a week where there's there's multiple ways that you can go at the tight end position. It's, it's a good week to have the line star app because they really spread it out for you nicely. And while you're at it, go follow us on Twitter at LineStar app at LineStar NFL. So you can keep up to date with everything going on there. Also check us out on Instagram and on the Facebook at LineStar app. And of course you can follow me and Chris Meany at Joe Pizapia 17 and at Chris Meany. That'll do it for me and Chris. It's time to break the huddle here on the pre-snap. There's nothing left to do now except set down with... You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.